Tales of Arjunland, Episode 1. When Dimensions Collide, Revenge of the Ach. Who by the gods were those people? thought Andorig. Andorig was a dwarf. He was a warrior who was among the bravest soldiers in the most decorated guild of the most fearless race. The dwarvish Ach guild was even feared by the gods. Andorig himself was feared by name in some parts of Arjunland. But at this moment, Andorig was running, not fighting. He and his dwarf kin were doing something they rarely, if ever, do. They were retreating. Andorig ran through the forest as fast as his stubby legs would allow him, with his battle axe in the ready position to cut down anything living that might hinder his retreat. Andorig heard a movement to the right of him, yet the thick forest brush didn't allow him to see his would-be pursuer. Perhaps it's one of those men who is dismounted and is running to catch me and attack me with that weird metal, magical stick, Andorig thought to himself. Andorig, Andorig's feet never stopped, neither did his attention to the sound of the movement near him, and it couldn't be one of those men. They seemed so loud, and they were such reckless warriors who fought on an open field. Blast! I'll never forget that battle cry. Yeehaw! So strange and demeaning. But this thing running beside me, only a hundred or hundred and fifty hogheads away, couldn't be a yeehaw. Stealth didn't seem as if it were a strength of theirs, Endoric thought. And a beast wouldn't be running with me, but away from me. Eventually, Endoric's curiosity and natural dwarf courage got the better of him, and he just slightly altered his retreat course to the west, knowing that as long as the other, uh, other creature kept straight as it had done so far, their paths would eventually cross, and Endoric would have his battle axe at the ready for a quick kill. The noise was getting louder, and the green forest was turning into a dark gray swamp. Andori hadn't stopped running since his retreat several minutes before. Dwarves weren't known as fast creatures, but they were known as durable ones, able to run at their top speed for days and still have the energy to do battle with any race in Arjunland, especially the narcissistic elves or the idiotic goblins. However, today a new foe had revealed itself, and Andorin and Endorig had no name to give this type of race, except from their battle cry, Yeehaw. The Yeehaws seemingly came from nowhere and began to attack the small dwarvish encampment. Dwarves are always ready for battle, but many had been caught sleeping, and the Yeehaws had some sort of magical weapon that made a loud noise and gave off smoke, and could make any one of our warriors who it was pointed at fall dead on the spot. And Dorig was on the front line, a high-ranking position in dwarf battle culture, and he was one of the lucky few that didn't have the stick point at him. When he heard the rare dwarf call of retreat, he was already divided from his contingent, and, Dor and Dorig knew he couldn't recross the Yeehaw line, so his retreat had to be in the opposite direction than that of his brothers. He'd have to make a long flank around the Yeehaws and find his brothers wherever they decided to regroup. And Doric's keen, keen sense of timing had him readying his battle axe to destroy whoever was whoever it was that was running alongside him. He didn't need some bandit bothering him while he was on his way to his people, who were surely preparing a counterattack. And Doric was about to cross paths with his pursuer. pursuer. He yelled his uh, his dwarf battle cry, "Irga!" But also heard, "Irga!" And Dorig swung his, swung his axe over his head and brought it downward with all his dwarf might. 
and it met with another axe, making a clanging sound loud enough to send a hundred birds into the air. And Dorg realized in the murky swamp that he tried to kill his guild brother, Andglok, and that his brother, Andglok, had tried to kill him. Reintroductions were quick, and the news Andglok brought was not good. The Yeehaws, as they decided to call them, pursued the retreating dwarvish contingent and massacred them. Andglok told how they weren't given the honor of fighting bravely, as they were chased and shot down in retreat. Andglok told how he was, how he too had to make the same decision Endorg made and retreat into the thick forest. There was no argument or discussion. Both Endorg and Andglok knew they had to turn around and plot their revenge. It didn't take but an hour to find the Yeehaw encampment. Their fire gave them away. Any first-year guild trainee knew that it's stupid to build a fire during a battle, but they must believe that they'd eradicated the entire dwarf company, and Dorig and Andglok lied in wait. Night would be the best time for an attack, and this time the dwarves had surprise on their side. Step number one was to take care of the horses that were conveniently kept together in a makeshift stable. This was this was easy enough, as poison darts were a basic part of every dwarf soldier's arsenal. The horses were dispatched with ease. Most of the Yeehaws were sleeping, but a few were awake, sitting, talking, or walking about. The next step would be to take away the advantage of the fire sticks. Anglock considered flooding the area by destroying a nearby dam, but the dwarfs were unsure if the water would hinder such magic, even if it was fire magic. They decided against it, since if it didn't work, all the Yeehaws would be awake and revenge would surely be lost. A fire was set. It was hoped that it would engulf the tall trees and ignite the Yeehaws. The trees weren't so thick that the dwarfs couldn't cut through them quietly and wrap a single rope around the eight tree trunks, making it so the flaming trees collapsed on the ground on the group of invaders. The dwarfs used... Uh, the cover of the night and the Yeehaw's uncertainty of what was happening as a weapon to kill the ones who were running into the forest to escape the blaze. One by one, the three dozen or so Yeehaw intruders were chased and cut down by the dwarfish, dwarfish battle axe. In all, it took Endorg and Andglok not more than a few minutes to stalk and kill the majority of the confused men. Andglok, however, ran into some trouble when two Yeehaws figured out what was happening and tra or trapped him and took away his battle axe. The Yeehaws were without their fire sticks, which were lying only a few yards away. Andglok instead was feeling the punches and kicks of both men who obviously wanted him to suffer before they used their powerful magic on him. The dwarves' original plan was that one would head west around the encampment and the other east, both in a circle cutting down the retreating men, then meet up on the other side. They'd count the bodies and then find whatever stragglers might be left. And Dorig finished his round of bloodlust, and this is how he came upon his brother being beaten and humiliated. The fire sticks were on the floor, but Andorig decided he would stick to what he knew and readied his battle axe, still dripping with yeehaw blood, for one quick all-or-nothing attack. It would be a charge, but really no, pro no problem as long as their backs stayed to him. And Dorig didn't have such luck. Hey, Bill! One of the yeehaws said, turning around. There's another one of these critters over there, he said, raising his long white finger towards Endorig. With no time to think, Endorig stood up, completely revealing himself 
and threw his battle-axe, cleanly splitting the air as it flew towards the Yeehaw. The slice was perfect, and the invader's head bounced off the ground. Now Endorg was without a weapon, and the one called Bill picked up his fire stick and moved a metal piece on the side and squeezed the little lever. Endorg was able to take cover behind a tree, feeling lucky for the moment as a shower of tiny wood pieces fell on, on him. You little varmint, the Yeehaw said in a strange dialect. He approached knowing Endorg was without defense and held the steel-smoking stick in front of the dwarf's face. I don't know where I am or what you are, but I do know it's kill or be killed by your kind. Time to meet your god. He pulled back the metal lever on the side of the fire stick. What now upon closer inspection looked more machine than magic. And Dorig stared with hatred into the Yeehaw's anger-filled eyes. And in between those hate-filled eyes appeared a metal blade, which entered through the back of the Yeehaw's head, dropping the Yeehaw called Bill onto his knees, and then onto his face into the dirt. And Dorig came from behind the tree, setting his eyes on a bloody war-torn Anglock. I owe you my life, brother, they both said at the same time.